Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're joining from. I'm very excited to be here today with the CEO of Product School and the author of the product book, Carlos Gonzalez. Hi, Carlos. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Eddie. Thanks for having me. So, um, well, let's get started. I'm sure everyone would love to know how Product School came to be and a little bit about your personal story. So, yeah, how did you how did you get here? What are we doing here? How did it all happen? I'm glad you asked this question because I'm usually on the other side of the table asking the same question to some of our guests. Uh, we started Product School seven years ago, believe it or not, and it was just a solution to my own problem because I come from an engineering background. I learned how to code, but I realized that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life coding. And back in the day, there weren't really that many options. Like I'm from Spain, and, and I remember in my class, someone asked, who wants to start a company or basically who doesn't want to be an engineer and nobody raised their hand, right? So I was like, oh my God, I don't think I'm in the right spot here. But fortunately, I was able to, first of all, leverage my technical background in a different way and, and um, ended up going to business school in California. And that was refreshing for me because first of all, I met a lot of other engineers who wanted to leverage their technical background in a different way. And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one, but also I met incredible folks different backgrounds like business or design that wanted to be closer to the action. They wanted to build something digital and they might feel intimidated because they didn't know how to code. So here we are, two different groups of people trying to tackle the same problem just from different angles. And you know, a few years forward, I continued my career as a, as a builder, as an entrepreneur. I, I learned product management on the go, basically. I started two companies before product school and in reality, I realized that, oh my God, like I'm literally learning by failing. I wish like, none of the stuff that I was doing was learned in the traditional education system. So, you know, after, after those two entrepreneurial efforts, I realized that I wanted to start the school of my dreams and something I wish I had when I was getting started. And here we are now in, you know, 2021, uh, seven years forward with a community of over 1 million members, which is absolutely global. And, and it makes me very proud because it really, we are all about helping people grow their careers. Of course, there are a lot of people who want to get that first product management job. But there are also a lot of experienced product managers who use the community to connect and learn as, as they advance in their own career. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey so far. I'm glad to have just squeaked in for the most recent two years of it. Uh, so let's talk product for a second. Uh, in the product world, we're always talking about falling in love with the problem and not with the solution. That's how great products are made. So um, what are some of the problems that you're the most obsessed with right now? Like what's going on with our community and what, what do they really care about? For me, it's always been about scratching my own itch. And that's why I said at the beginning that I wanted to create a solution to my own problem. Like this is school that I wish I had when I was getting started. And, and that was the inspiration behind product school. Of course, that each uh, always never disappears, right? And there are many ways that, that we can continue solving problems, but literally like the, the, the fundamental problem that, that we are trying to solve that I'm very passionate about is, is education. I think there's a huge disconnection between education and employment. I don't understand why we are supposed to learn full-time until our mid-20s and then work full-time until we die. Well, what if you can have it all? 
I love this concept of lifelong learning. What if you can keep up with your work, your family, your friends, and also learn on the side? What if you know you can allocate some time on your own terms to learn what you want from who you want and how you want it? And I and I I fell in love with this idea. We are apply, applying that idea to the product management world because that's a skill that I it's dear to my heart. That obviously um, I'm I'm very passionate about. But I think fundamentally that is the the problem that I'm trying to solve. Yeah. So you're you're not only solving problems in that way. You also wrote a book. You wrote the product book. So the the inspiration behind that was it the same as the inspiration for starting product school or like what was that light bulb moment when you thought this needs to be a book? You know, in line with uh, lifelong learning, there are so many different ways to learn. And I think it's up to each individual to decide what works for them at different stages in life. And obviously, product school, we do training in product management, and it's all on weeknights or weekends. So this way, people can keep up with their careers and, and other uh, things. They also recognize that maybe the classroom is not for everybody, or maybe some people can't, can't afford it, doesn't work for them. And I wanted to create a so I wanted to build something physical. First of all, this is my first physical thing. It's funny because we teach digital products, but this is physical, although we have an ebook version. And I just wanted to make it absolutely free and available for everyone. So anyone who wants to learn how to build digital products can have a framework. And this is not Carlos's framework or even Product School's framework. We always do everything in collaboration with product leaders. And those are people who work at the best companies in tech, mostly in Silicon Valley, such as Google, Facebook, Uber, Airbnb. They are the ones who keep their full-time jobs, who teach at product school. And, and we, both, we all created this uh, tactical book, which is about, okay, I have an idea. How can I actually ship it? So there's a lot of books out there in the market focused on hacking the career, hacking the resume. And, and don't get me wrong. I think it's important if you're trying to get a job. But I also believe that you can't just hack it. You also need to know what you are doing. You need to add some value. And, and this book is absolutely focused on, on just helping people build something. Um, and it's been over, we got over 200,000 um, copies sold at this point. It's been translated into four different languages. So obviously it's English, Spanish, Portuguese, and Arabic. We also have an audiobook version. So there's no excuse these days for anyone who wants to learn more about how to build a digital product. And uh, aside from the number of copies sold, what has the reaction to the book been like? What have people said to you about it? Well, first of all, I said about it is that, oh, my God, I'm not doing this again. Because <laughs> it took me almost two years to ship it. Once to build it and another one just to figure out how to ship it. And, and obviously, now after that, we've published eight or eight more books. So <laughs> clearly, I wasn't right. But the reaction... The reaction was very positive, and, and I, I try to kind of share that with people who contributed to the book, and of course with the team. I'm, I'm all for always taking screenshots of nice notes and sharing them with, with all of us to recognize that this what they're doing is for people. This is at the end of the day. We're teaching how to build products, but at the end of the day, it's all about people. And, and the impact that a book or a course or an event can make in someone uh, can be much more than what maybe someone can even imagine. So I, I recognize that obviously just one single action might not solve all the problems, but I think it's also about helping people realize, hey, this is not rocket science. Hey, you don't need to be a PhD or a software engineer. You don't need to have an MBA. You can do it. And sometimes just equipping people with those tools, help them realize that they can go from zero to one and then figure out what's next. I think one of the things that really helps you uh, empathize with our community's problems is the fact that you were an engineer, 
you wanted to build something for yourself so you went off and you learned how to do that and you've done it so um in a way your your career path it mimics what uh, a lot of our community are trying to achieve so what would you say are the skills that have helped you the most in your career yeah i think there's this misconception around product managers are born and you have to be a visionary person who tells people what to do, but you don't actually do it. Well, that's, that's just not true. Um, yes, it's good to have a vision and it's good to have ideas, but the reality is that nobody's going to hire you just because you have great ideas. They will hire you because you can really execute and, and help people execute uh, ideas. Some of them might be yours, some of them not, and that's okay too. So it's more about identifying the best ideas and deciding what's next. So tactically speaking, um, there's three core skills that we identified that are really relevant for, for, for successful product managers. And again, this is not just an opinion. This is data from thousands of students who've graduated through our programs. One is um, technical acumen. By this, I don't mean that you have to be a software engineer or anything like that. Obviously, if you come from a technical background, that's a bonus point. But it's more about feeling comfortable interacting and understanding engineers. You're going to spend a lot of time with them and you need to understand some of the trade-offs that you need to make sometimes and how to better collaborate with them. The second piece to it is business acumen. At the end of the day, I, I see as pro a product manager as a translator, as a diplomat in between different worlds, usually technology, business, and design. So it's important to understand all of those worlds, not to be an expert, you don't need to be trilingual in all of those languages, but you need to be curious enough to to ask the right questions, to help people decide how, but also give them some guidance on what we are doing and why. I think that why piece is really critical. And then the third component is the communication skills. Communication is something that we all use, we like it or not. And this is especially relevant as we grow in our careers because becoming a, a product manager at the very beginning requires some hard skills. You need to know certain things. You need to know how to build a roadmap. You need to know how to analyze data. You need to know how to, how to collaborate with engineers, how to create some wireframes and collaborate with designers. All of that is something you can learn. And at the same time, this, the, the soft skills, like the, the piece of the puzzle that is going to help you earn the respect from your people and, and also be a good asset for them is something that you can, you, you also need to acquire and it's also something that you can only acquire with certain experience. So as you move up in your career ladder, you realize that it's less about the hard skills that made you successful as a PM and more about the soft skills that make you successful as a leader. And you, you touched on um, learning in there and we mentioned lifelong learning earlier. Um, is there anything that you're excited to be learning about at the moment? And how do you make time for learning in, in amongst being, you know, uh, an adult human and a professional? I think that's a great question. Um, and I think we need to drink our own champagne and eat what we preach. We're an education company. So there are multiple ways we go about this. Personally, um, I like to learn things related to work and things unrelated to work. And mag they magically end up connecting. And I think they also make one happier which I think it's also very important. So I'm personally uh, very curious about, about everything related to culture. I'm reading a lot of books on how to create successful cultures, not just remote culture, but in general, like how do groups of people organize under the same mission and get, get excited and then they are successful in it. And there are some examples about tech companies specifically, but there are so many incredible examples about this from history that has nothing to do with tech. So I'm always reading and, and talking about this and, and listening from other leaders. I belong to a couple of um, peer groups that are really helpful for me because those are like safe spaces where we can share stuff. 
and nobody claims to have everything figured out. We can be vulnerable, talk about feelings and simply just be there for each other and realize that, okay, like I'm not the only one that is going through stuff. And, and sometimes you are in the listener mode, but also sometimes you can also, you know, contribute with your, your own experiences. So I see a lot of value in those type of peer groups. And then ultimately coaching, I think is something that I, I love and it took me time. I did the very early stage in my career, I didn't use that. But now I also re- see the, the positive effect in like really trying to, to be the best per- version of myself for others. Because like in a, in when, when someone is in a leadership position, like, I think this can amplify or diminish the effects of the entire group. So I am very aware of the fact that I don't want to be a bottleneck. I want to be an amplifier. And in order to do that, I want to be the best version of myself. And I also want to empower others to continue learning uh, by, by themselves, but also together. So uh, speaking of being the best version of ourselves, um, I know that you've what, one thing you've been very successful at is building up your professional profile in order to reach as many people as possible. Um, and I know that that's something that a lot of other product leaders in particular are looking to do. Um, how, like, what tips would you give to people looking to boost their professional profile, particularly if they're doing it with a mind to give back to the community? Like, what sort of opportunities should they be looking out for? Yeah, when I started Product School, we didn't have a lot of speakers or anyone really interested in participating. So we had to do most of it ourselves and then slowly but surely involve others. I think it's beautiful. And I, I, I love education. I know not everyone has the, the time or the interest in, in giving back to the community. But there, there, are definitely, there are definitely a lot of people who have that passion. And for, for several reasons, they might not have the time or, or just the interest in like just setting up everything, right? Like putting together an event, putting together this interview, creating a blog article, a book, a report, all of this takes a lot of time and collaboration across different teams. So for us, with Product School, we, we created this platform to empower product leaders, to give them a voice. There were a lot of incredible people out there who have a lot to share, to give back, and maybe they didn't do it because it was just a lot of work on top of all the other things they have to do. So I'm very proud that we figured this out in a way that it's very flexible for any product leader from incredible companies to share maybe for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, something, something tactical about product, about how they broke into product or something more about how to do certain parts of your work better, whatever that might be. We're all about lifting people up without having to give them the headache of all the logistics. And, you know, just some numbers out there. So this year we're doing around a thousand events. And they're all absolutely free and available for everyone on social media or, or YouTube. We also have uh, our own blog. We produce four conferences. They're called ProductCon. We also made them free and available online. We did our first career fair um, a month ago. And that was also an opportunity for a lot of companies to be out there and, and recruit product management talent. So that's, that's the mission of our company to really help people build better products. And the best way for me to, to do it is not just by teaching them personally, it's by connecting them with the best product leaders out there. Um, and what advice would you give to people looking to break into product management for the first time, particularly in 2021, given how many things have changed, like remote working, for example? Yeah, I see that as an opportunity. Um, I think if, if we had to, if there's only one thing I can remember if someone wants to remember from this interview i would say this is the best time in history to build digital products and and this has been accelerated during the last um, 15 16 months we've seen how 
something that used to be maybe for tech companies in Silicon Valley. It's, it's not that anymore. The product management is here to stay. Product management applies to any industry. Any company that has more than two, one employee will realize that you need to use some sort of software to collaborate internally or to offer your products externally, such as a website or a mobile app. So everything is a product these days. And that means that product managers have a big responsibility to accelerate the transformation of those businesses and to make them accessible for everyone. So now we're seeing our business being accelerated as well because the more and more, more companies are hiring product managers, even some companies that, that had to downsize or adjust, they still wanted to hire product managers because that is a core component of their future. Yeah. And how do you see product management as an industry growing? If, you, if we were to cast our eye to the future in like 10 years time, what do you think product, the product management industry will look like? Well, um, I, it's a very big question for me to answer. So what we decided to do actually was to create a report and ask the same question to over 1,500 product leaders. This year, we, we, we had our second edition of the, the Future of Product Management report. And that's another free um, report that is available to anyone where we wanted to understand where are some of the trends and the opportunities for people in the industry. So I can give you a very, very high-level highlight of what's, what we saw that is going on. One is obviously... Uh, that this type of transformation and everyone working remotely and more companies offering the service online is accelerating the, the need for product managers. We're also seeing how product management is becoming less technical. There are a lot of tools out there that are no code. That means that a product manager can focus on adding value and simply connect the, the, the tools that they need in order to build something. But today, building a website or building an analytics dashboard, it's just faster and easier than ever. And that is really empowering PMs and non-technical people to, to really do, do more by themselves. Um, another huge trend that we are seeing in the market is called product-led growth. It's how more and more organizations are leading with product, which means is that now the traditional system was more like called sales-led, where if someone wanted to purchase something online, let's say Slack as an example, uh, Slack is great at product-led growth because you can use the product for free. You can invite your coworkers. You can do a lot of things without putting your credit card down. And then obviously, if more and more people use it and you recover special features, then it gets to a point where you need to talk to sales, if anything, right? So I think that approach of leading with product and allowing users to see the product before scheduling a demo, or it's, it's really here to stay. And, and there are more things, but I think everything is pushing into the same direction of like, if you are in product, first of all, I think that's a good choice. But at the same time, we're really at the very beginning. Like this wasn't a thing like even 10 years ago. And now there's much more awareness around product management. So I can't even imagine what's going to happen in the next five years. It's going to be a roller coaster. That's the only thing that's certain is that it's going to be a roller coaster. Uh, so I just have uh, one last question for you. Uh, are there any cool projects that you're working on that we could like that you're, you can share with us or give us like, a little taste of what's to come from product school? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will share a few things that make me personally very, very excited. I'm a builder, first of all. And when I decided to start product school, I, I knew that I wanted to spend time building. And some of those projects that we're building is actually a product manifesto, which is going to be a, a set of principles for anyone out there that wants to build digital products. And this is going to be an extension of the Agile Manifesto, which was created 20 years ago. And as a non-fun fact, that was created by a group of 
14 white male engineers in the same room. And this was created before social media or smartphones existed. So I think it's time for a refresher and involve the industry and very different, diverse product leaders across the world to really put together a, a manifesto that will, will be a good starting point for the next generation. Another initiative that I'm personally very proud of is, um, well, this month we're celebrating Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So we are launching an initiative to highlight 20 incredible product leaders that are giving back to the community that are great contributors. And it's important to raise their voices as well. And, you know, we're using our platform for causes that we care about. And I think it's our responsibility to, to do it as well and, and you know, stand our ground and, and hopefully inspire more people to, to not only just build for the sake of building, but building responsibly. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I'm aware that we're running a little bit short on time now. So again, thank you so much for joining us and thank you everyone who is watching. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, definitely keep your eye on Product School. Someone on social media said the other day, go check out Product School. There is always something going on and that could not be more true. Like check back in every day and there's gonna be something new. So Carlos, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, well, uh, goodbye everyone and hopefully see you at the next Fireside Chat. Thank you for listening to The Product Podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.